0: Hello, dear friends, and welcome to the Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor Kay, and I want to give a big shout out today to you, the listener, for tuning into the Great Day Podcast. As you know, we are sharing new podcast episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe and share with family and friends if you find any value in these episodes. I want to give a big shout-out to Streit's Matzos. They are the Amer- America's last family-owned matzah bakery. They are the only ones to produce here in the United States, guaranteeing freshness and quality on all their products. This Passover, the Streit way is the right way. Stock up on items through their website at www.strightsmatzos.com. Use the code MayorK for ten percent off your order. That's right, Mayor K all the way, ten percent off your order at strightsmatzos.com. Also, enter for a chance to win products from Strights by tagging at in your food photos and videos on social media. It could be from artwork, recipes, songs. You could get creative with it. You name it, make it happen, and be sure to tag them. So, thank you, Strights. For supporting this podcast and of course a big shout out well you know to myself actually for having a children's book out there if you haven't yet do check out the children's book it's a kid's book about optimism it can be found on amazon or you can go check it out at akidsbookabout.com uh, and you can check out the book on optimism that is written by yours truly mayor k thank you so much okay so today we have an amazing interesting talented and creative artiste with us and a man with a massive, massive soul, the one and only Jakob Schwecki. So back in the day, he launched a solo career in 2001 with his debut album, Shamati. He rose quickly to Jewish musical fame over the years. He's grown in popularity through his hit singles and albums, but also through the kindness that he does. And he's not alone in this. His wife, Janine, co-founded the Special Children's Center in New Jersey, servicing over 1,000 families with children who have special needs. Yaakov and I delved deep into his personal journey, lessons learned along the way, and the meaning behind some of his most popular songs. I hope you enjoy. The man, the myth, the legend is here with us on the Great Day Podcast, Jakob Schwecki. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing fantastic, man.
0: How are you? I'm doing swell, B-H-B-H. I mean, the greats are known by their one name, Sting, Eminem, Elvis, Shwecky. What a brand you started for yourself. How is that? Did it just come about? Did you just think about jumping in with the word Shwecky? Or, uh, you know, in my case, I have Mayor K. I, I cut my name short from a common sense K. A lot of other singers do the same. But you're like, I'm dropping the first name. I'm going with the last Shwecky, period.
1: You know what? It's funny. You mentioned that. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember th- before my first album, um, going to uh, I would say one of the most famous. Uh, you know, it was a big guy in the Jewish music industry. I won't give away his name because I don't know if he wants to be. And he he said to me, you know, I know you're doing this. I know you're doing this album, and you're coming into the music scene um, what name are you going to use? And I said, uh, I don't know. I would use my name. Why wouldn't I use my name? I'm not one of those guys, you know, in Los Angeles that has a stage name, you know, I'm not, uh, I have a name. He goes, well, your name is Shwecky. I said, yeah, my name is Shwecky. He says, um, uh, you're not going to use that. I said, well, why not? So he's, he said, because nobody knows what Shwecky is. I mean, nobody, I said, what I should put Goldberg or Rosenberg? What, what, what do you want me to? What what, what? what is that? So much better, right? So he um, he said no. I just thought that Schweiki is kind of new because I said yeah, and the album is new, the name is new. This is yeah. twenty years. I'm talking yeah. about i I'm talking to him in 1999. Wow. And and he's like, and I thought about it afterwards. And the car on the way back, and I had call. I call. Uh, I think it was my. Maybe it was my mother or my older brother? I don't remember what it was. And I'm talking, to them. I said, You know, our family name is Schwecky, right? It's just they're, they're like, yeah. Said, Do you think, like, is it? They're like, well, What's the issue? I, and I'm thinking, I said, No, there's no issue. It's just this guy, you know, he's pretty big in the industry. And he's like, And it goes, goes to show you that when you put out, when you believe in yourself and you believe in your product and you don't care about, I said, I'm not. I'm not putting any other name than my own name. You know, whatever happens, first of all, Hashem's in charge anyway. Whatever happens with the music, whatever happens. But you put your name out there how you want it. And from the get-go, he he wants to insert a little doubt. But, um, you know, Shweki is the name and that's the story behind it, you know.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, it's a name that's known throughout the world and it's, uh, and it's one that people have been seeing th- from the rooftops for over 20 years now, which is quite incredible. I mean, can you even imagine where you, where, from 20, like, when you started, can you imagine from your wildest dreams when you decided, Hey, I want to be a singer. Can you even imagine where you were, where you are today and, and the journey that got you here?
1: I gotta tell you, it's, um, it was an unbelievable journey so far. I mean, it's been, uh, I, I today, if my voice sounds a little tired, is because I tried to record two full songs for the new album today, not one. Wow! And I was pushing myself tremendously today, but I enjoy so much. I enjoy so much the journey. I enjoy the process. I enjoy. I enjoy the fact that um, you know when I first started, you know the immaturity in me, as it is in any human being. When they first start, they don't know what they're getting into. And realizing the potential of the power of what music can bring to people and how you can really, f- for sure, raising the spirits of any common human being that's going through a difficult day, a difficult time, but even more than that, you could actually turn around people's hopes, turn around people's um sadness and the fact that somebody is not feeling well or somebody is just down and out somebody's depressed or somebody's you know going through the human you know behaviors of so many different phone calls that I get and different situations and videos and just the stories that I have I wish I wish I could remember all of them Um, but I'm pushed by a few people to write a book one day I don't know if I'll get to it Wow. Because the stories are not mine, and I'm not trying to say ever that it's um, I'm responsible for it. I'm just really a messenger, and I really feel that way because the, I'm not any more special than anybody else, and and I really feel that Hashem just sends a gift to certain people, and you're you're to to have a certain. I say every single day, Moida Anila we say we say thank you. You know, it's a beautiful word that they say, Baruchhubarukh is answered by every single blessing in the Amidah and the Shvanesra. The one that we don't answer, we're not Yoitse, Shamea Kaina is And they ask the question, why? And the answer is because when it's time to say thank you for the miracles on a daily basis, when it's time to say thank you. You go do it yourself. And you have to say it from your own heart and your own volition. And when I say that every single day, I really feel this. And the, the, the shlichus, to, to go out and to have this chus and to really do what I love and to, 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 have, a, uh, to have a wherewithal to have a shmaya, to create new music, new messages, lyrics that would lift people and change people. The stories are just endless. But
0: I think there's something, I mean, it's amazing that you have the gratitude, which you have and, and realizing that you have the gift to show up in the world the way that you do. But it takes a lot of courage to do that. It takes a lot of strength and to show and to be revealed and to, and to stand up and to become a figure in the public eye. Was there someone earlier on that sort of guided you, that you leaned on, that said, hey, go ahead and do this, cultivate this this talent, this gift that you have? Um, what, what pulled you out of and to say, hey, I wanted to be a singer?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say first things first, that I'm still in Coil, <laughs> Because nothing, nothing ever pulled me out. It really was a way to stay in Koil and to do this. Obviously, there's going to be days and weeks and things of trips and journeys and things that I have to miss. But, um, but uh, to remain in Coilo was my mission, to remain learning every single day. To to this day, Baruch Hashem. Okay. Wow. It's something that I have a tremendous, tremendous uh, gratitude for. But you you mentioned people. There's no, there's, there's no way I would be able to have this outlook without, you know, leadership and good, really, really good people. That till today, my Rebbeim, I'll never forget. Um, Even Rabbi Benzion Schaefer, who I told this a few years ago, he came to my house to speak. Um, He was my twelfth grade Rebbe. And I sat with him and I was Zohar to learn with him Musar every single day, one-on-one. And I used to ask him all my questions. He says, what do you want to do in life? I said, of course, I want to learn a call. I just want to stay a few years. And then he goes, and then he says, yeah, you have it. Because I used to sing in yeshiva all the time. And he said, you know, you know, you have to use your gift. God gave you, you know, you don't want to waste it. I said, yeah, I'm for sure going to try. He goes, no, no, no. You're not only going to, you're going to give it all you got and you'll do it also once you get married and settle down and you'll know what you want and you'll have a good conversation with your wife and how you want to do it. And and he really guided me through the steps of, hey, you're going to do it, but do it at your own pace. Do it at a pace that makes sense for your life. Do it at a pace where you don't rush and jump into something that's too big for you. And the Torah, the Torah way of doing things was, was really a part of the, of the journey. Rabbi Schaefer and then Rabbi Shaya Cohen or Rabbi Menachem Davidowitz and so many people I can mention that are just uh, Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky. Uh So many people that I've asked questions for and guided me through the whole, you know, navigated through Rabbi Diamond, Rabbi Shloma Diamond, who's here now in Deal for so many years in the Nicole, who was, I really got close to. I mean, I gotta tell you, the the first of all, thank God I married well. You know, my wife, uh, Janine. Janine special children's Oh, center. we're gonna
0: we're gonna jump into Janine and the and the children's center. You know, oh, so yeah.
1: that no, so that was a big part of it. That was really a big part of it because I got to know Rapsumal Kamenetsky through the through the center and through the and, and that all those you're right, you're right. The guidance from everybody, the big people, the great people, and also my good friends who I'm still friends. Uh, with till today is a uh, is a huge part
0: to let's go back to something that you mentioned earlier about when you started off there was a certain immaturity around that I'm curious to know what you mean by that and as you grew as your own as a singer and, and being recognized what are some character traits that you had to work on as as you grew in popularity
1: it's so really good questions. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to ask you how you learned how to do an interview, but that's a whole nother interview. Um, <laughs> when well, well,
0: Shweki has a podcast. So you can have Mary Kay on. <laughs>
1: that's, that's excellent questions. Thanks. Um, there, are, there was a process of really, uh, talk about immaturity. When I started, I uh, I, really, I really, I can say did not know for real the power of what music is and what what really my true full mission is. You know, you start out and you love the music and you create different. Obviously the first album took off in a way that I wasn't ready for because it was so it just every song it was 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 Mehira. I sang at my own wedding and Rachim became a huge Tefillah Faklal soil, and there were so many other things, and I wasn't, I was like, wow, so fast, it was really a, a, it hit me, but then when I started performing and starting to realize, to see the stories and to hear people, I'm singing Rachem at a wedding, and out of the corner of my eye, I see an older man crying actual tears, rolling tears as I'm singing, and the tears are hitting the floor, and I'm like, I'm singing and I'm feeling the song but then I go over to this older man and I ask him why were you crying so much and he tells me I thought about all the people I lost in the Holocaust and how Rachem please have mercy on those neshamas and on my family and I hope and he's telling me his whole story of of World War II and what he went through and I, I walk out of there and I start to cry and I I realized that it's much more than just me singing the song. The message of the song, the lyrics that are in it and the 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 stories that people are gonna think about in their own life when they sing your song is not just a beautiful song on the radio that we're in entertainment. we're not in the entertainment. I know you're in l a now mayor, but we're yeah. not we're not we're not really in the entertainment business than jewish music we are we are a lot more than that when we sing the songs i want to teach the youth i want to go out there to the schools as i've done for so many years and baruch hashem seen such great feedback with songs that relate to them talk about what it means talk about you can be anything Mm. talk about cry no more talk about and give them the messages that they could relate to in their own way and see the change within the school and see the change within the kids and then see just stories of different different people's and different mindsets and realizing that yeah I was immature when I started but years have gone on and the stories have piled up and the power of of the music, you you put King David's words into Jewish music and you take deep lyrics, not just, hey this, hey that, take a great message that King David wrote, or take a great message from our Torah, take great message from our prayers mm-hmm. and actually do a beautiful song and elevate those words into music. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about a whole different gamut of just, of a mission, of a goal, to bring people closer, to bring myself, connect myself to those stories. And to to a woman in Santiago, Chile, when I'm singing Shema Israel about the Holocaust on the yard side of Kristallnacht, and she comes over to me after the concert and shows me the numbers on her arms and uh, on her arm and, and telling me, hey I've, I've restored my connection in God tonight. You know, I didn't have that for so many years. My connection was lost, and I felt sad and despondent of what I lost. But tonight, I reignite those feelings. I reignite the faith, and it just, I walk away saying it's a lot more than just, I said, I told her it was worth everything. The whole trip, the whole, even if I didn't get paid, or whatever it was, it was worth the whole thing to hear your story and to hear your emotions about a song. So, I just, through the stories, I've, I've gotten to be so humbled by really, I, I mean that, humbled by the fact that I'm a shliach and to, to get those messages out is, um, is something that I'm thankful every single day for. It's, it's, uh, it's a journey. It's
0: a Got journey. it. Yeah. So, so what would you say are some of those things that you had to work on? in a particular manner.
1: So what would I work on? I definitely work on the fact that um, I got to have certain priorities in place. Um, I have to, thank God I had good, like I mentioned before, um, advisors and teachers and Rebaim to tell me what's right and what's priority. Sometimes one of the greatest Um, advice that I took from Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky was, hey, I know the jobs are going to come, but don't take Shabbos lightly away from your children. Don't, don't, uh, you know, put the priorities of money, of Parnassa ahead of you also seeing your children grow up. And don't go Shabbos away. Stay at home and my manager, to the, my old manager told me, I was with him for 15 years with Yochi Briskman, I had some great years together, and he he told me, Yaakov, do you know how much money you gave up for Shabbos and for jobs that were out of the country, and you couldn't make it back for Shabbos, and I always said don't even bother, I said it in the, nice way, the nicest way possible, I said I don't care how much money it is, there's nothing that can turn the clock back and see my children grow up, and that was one of the you know, one of the many key points, you know, and, and asking Group small and saying, Hey, you're right. I'm going to do it. And, and I, and I asked and you got to listen. And it was hard at the time because there were actual big jobs, you know, with, with a uh, tremendous amount of money at stake. And I said, I'm not even thinking about it. It's not even, and you know what, I look back today, mayor, and I got to tell you, I have, thank God, Thank God, my daughter uh, got married a year ago, and, wow, and awesome older time. children now. Yeah, thank you. And and just to to go back, I will never give that up. You know, to see her grow up, and to see them all grow up, and just yes, jobs came, jobs went. Thank God, you know, jobs keep coming. Baruch Hashem, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, it's those type of it's those type of um, life changing decisions. You know, to listen to somebody greater than you. Somebody older and wiser than you, that really shapes you. And um, that's uh, and one of the things I had to work on is really understanding that hey, it's not all about what you think it is. It's there's a lot more to life than just um, you know. And I saw many people in this industry that have come and gone, and um, wasn't easy. And I'm and and I don't blame them sometimes. Sometimes you don't have the the, you know, the direction from people that you're asking. You just go about, you know, music can take you and uh, and just you you drift away and the and you get lost in what you're doing and you don't realize that family and, you know, uh, the right priorities really make a difference. Uh, you, look around you? you in Los Angeles and, and yeah. you'll, you'll see that.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. There's it's like you said there was. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned that you had direction not to jump into it right away and to take it at your own pace. But then, you know, your first CD album came out, Rahim blew up in ways that I'm sure you couldn't even imagine and things picked up in pace. How did you, did you get that advice afterwards? Did that come from that pace where you just got swept up in things and that took you for a ride for a while? What sort of shook you up and to realize that, hey, if I continue down this road, I'm going to end up perhaps like other artists that sort of lose their way? What sort of grounded you and in in what moment was that where you're like, wait, I, I need some direction. I need to step out of myself for a moment here.
1: The, the phone call started coming in so fast and so vast. And so, you know, so many opportunities that I started really like not getting tired, but having to ask that question because so many things are coming up. And I said, you know, do I have to take everything? I mean, I can't take everything. And it's just, and I had a conversation with my wife and my wife said, you know, Shmuel Kamenetsky is our advisor and I'm very close to him. And and I asked him everything about the special children in the center. Why don't you ask him what the right thing is? Because our children, you know, have to see you. And uh I had a conversation first with my wife and she, and I said, you're right. You know, I, I can't, I'm getting pressure from different uh, managers and different things to do things. And I'm getting dizzy and I got, I'm learning all day in the call and I'm tired. And I, I, I come home, I'm, I'm home for a few minutes, then I'm leaving. And then, and I said, you know what, what do I want in life? What do I, what I really, what, what do I want? I want, I want to have balance. I want to have a balance because that will keep me long-term grounded and connected And I have to ask, you know, the rabbis, especially the rabbis that know me very well, know my wife, what the right balance is. How many jobs should I take a week? How many, you know, and those things really, um, really shaped me because I was able to say, hey, you know what? This is not for me. That's not for me. I'm sorry. I can't go to Brazil, you know, now because I'm going to have to take a, you know, I'm going to have to take a, a rain check. I'll give it to another singer. And, uh, you know, and, and move on. And I really feel that that, uh, that made a big difference, huge
0: difference. Would you, would you know, talking about family and children and being there for them and fa- family as a priority. Would you, if your child came up to you and said, hey, I want to be a singer, I want to go into the arts. Would that be something that you would support knowing the kind of joy it brings you and, and, and meeting and the gift that you've been given? Or would you be a bit more hesitant and try to divert that?
1: It's a good question. It's a good question. I I uh, I thought about that because my my son is getting older, and he actually had, he had a great voice. I mm. I did a song with him for his bar mitzvah called "The at Oz" with the Israeli Philharmonic Orchestra, and a wow. lot of the musicians came over to me and told me how. Hey, is your son gonna? And I said I thought about it, and the truth is, I would take a look, Mayor. You know, when he becomes of age later on, and see how he reacts to life's. Uh, you know. To, to, to what what his dimension is in terms of hey, do I want to do this right? Do I want to just jump in because I love the the, the nightlife and I like to uh, you know or do I see a certain maturity in him that he's able to ask the right questions and go about it and I, I the truth is I'm not going to push him to do anything. I just want to feel him out and see how he you know the natural, you know, my parents never told me to to go sing. Nobody ever told me to go sing. I always sang because I always loved it. And even in yeshiva, we used to sing by the staircase on a Friday night. My friend, uh, Yakov Edelman and Yassi Davidowitz and so many other boys, Till to this day, for hours and hours, we talk about the memories. And, you know, we did it because we loved it. I had a yeshiva band and we had, uh, you know, Marisha Shiva, who actually composed. ta oh, is a tremendous composer beautiful. in his own right. Yeah, beautiful song. And he has over 500 songs. And he, we, he used music also in yeshiva to bring out the emotions within us. I, you know, and if I see my son, like, in the right direction, you know, you know, wanting to do it for the right reasons. And, yeah, for sure. And I'll help him either way. He's my son. but Sure. You know, can I even like ask you natural?
0: Right. To yeah. see, but even by, on the flip side, this day and age, there's a lot of uh, women singers out there in their own right. Would you, would it, would that change? Would that answer change if your daughter wanted to get into this industry?
1: You know what? My niece got into the industry. Her name is Nahama Cohen. Oh, yeah. She, she's uh, my sister's daughter many years ago asked me the same question. And um, she went to ask, I think it was, Rabbi Gissinger, who actually the arts girl put out a book about him now. Tremendous rabbi in his own right. And he said, uh, why not? It's your passion. If you want to do it right for women for this, and you do it in a way that, that follows the guidelines of what, why not? He looked at my sister, the rabbi looked at my sister and he said-
0: Like, what's the question?
1: What, what was, she wants to do this. She's so talented and she's so gifted. Why, why shouldn't she use her gift- Obviously with the right parameters, the right way. And my sister's like, Yeah, I just was asking. I don't know. And it's just, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's gotta be done. Mayor. the bottom line is you gotta be doing it right. And if yeah. you want to do it right, you know, and, and there's no question, if you have a gift, you gotta use it. You don't Amazing. wanna waste it.
0: So mm. you know? what's uh what do you think? What's something what's a hard thing about being a singer that people don't realize before they get into it?
1: I would say one of the things is the tedious work that goes into music the tedious you know to be very you know i'm just that way like i talked about i actually talked about it yesterday with somebody um he was asking me why vocals you know and he was actually mixing a track for me and i was explaining to him what i wanted and this and that and he said you're very ocd when it comes to you. i said yeah it it, it it there is a tedious process that people don't realize that goes into um, the instrumentation of a song, the arrangement of a song, the type of production, the type of sound, mm-hmm. the type of message, and how you want to say it. Um, today, I told you I pushed myself for few, many many hours in the studio and it, it, with my friend Yitzi Waldner, who has uh, been on this journey for for twenty years with him, and he he knows that. I'll stand there and do a stanza 1,600 times if I have to get it right. And I, won't, <laughs> and I won't let it go. He knows me. I won't let it go till I feel I can get it. I can feel I got it right. And a lot of people really won't have the patience for it because it's, it's, it's patience. It's, it's, uh, it's exactness. And it's something that uh, comes out in the product at the end you see it at the end you don't see it through the journey sometimes it's difficult work sure but a lot of people say hey you know what oh i could become a singer let me just go on stage and then they go into the studio and then they want to create their own music and it's a whole
0: there's a package to
1: it there is a package to it hmm. you know that's um
0: does that ocd spill over to other parts of your life or just in the studio
1: you know what? It's funny. And, and when it came to music, my rebbe always told me if you had the same great memory and your learning that you had for songs and music, for some reason, when it comes to music, especially um, I remember like when it comes to a song, somebody mentioned somebody's name today, actually, that I didn't see, I would say in 21 years wow. and a song that he sang for me one time in camp, I sang it to him over the phone. He's like, how do you remember that? There's a certain, I don't know. There's a certain memory that for some reason with music is um, is something that's that's innate. But um
0: got that. Yeah. What so I so I did ask you what what was the hard thing about being a singer that people don't you know realize that goes into it, but what's something about Jakob Schwecki that people wouldn't assume about you?
1: You know what? It's it's um a lot of people that I meet after getting to know, you know, either doing jobs or doing musicians or this, that, and this, the, the the person you see on stage and the person you talk to, sometimes you get to know a person. I'm sure it's like that with, with, with many people, with everybody, yeah. but it's a different, um, there's a certain zone that you're in when you're on stage or even you're playing ball. You know, some of my friends tell me you are playing ball, you playing basketball. You're yeah. Different. I heard you
0: play ball. I heard you yeah. play ball. Yeah. I heard you got I a tried. good shot. Yeah. That's right. nah. no. Nah, we in the yeah. shoot is you, you got a good jump shot over there.
1: But, but it's a different, this is a different guy off the court. I said, yeah, yeah. when you, when you're on a, a certain mission to do something. So you get to know me sometimes I'm a little less competitive when I'm off the court and uh you know it's it's music is also you get into a stage mode and i'm sure you know this as a, in what you do is that there's a certain mode that you want to attack when you're when you're on stage or you're singing and then when you get off it and you get into your own pace of life it's a different uh, different personality that's for sure
0: yeah yeah, I I mean, there, I, I totally, totally hear that there's a certain, I think this just to like get through the, the incredible emotions one goes through when they're on stage and all that hype and all that energy, you have to put up some sort of like walls in between because there's so much coming at you. And then, like you said, detoxing afterwards. I mean, I know I'm buzzing after I perform and I have to find ways, healthy ways to like come down and to, and, and I would say I get the same type of reactions many a time where I bump into people in the street like, Whoa, wait a second. Wow, you're so much more personable, or there's so much more, you know, connection that I feel in in person with you. And thank God that's coming more and more in a way where people are saying, "Hey, I see you online, I see you in person," and, and that's sort of the same, which is always nice to hear because you always want to come up. You know, I'm trying to you know show up authentically on and off camera. So that's. But I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I mean, were there any? Do you find do you before getting onto stage today? Do you what kind of feelings and emotions come up? Do you still get nervous? Do you is that something that you're still challenged with or now it's like show up anywhere you're there you're ready to go
1: you know what I, I i really well first of all what you said before it's a lesson to us never to judge a book by its cover you know it's, yeah it's, tremendous uh, my rebbe my rebbe told me or shaya when he opened up priority one and it was for kids that were you know had a drug problem and kids used to come in there with like you're talking about purple hair and, uh, you know, and stuff. And, and I'm looking at my Rebbe, like, w- w- what are we going to do with this kid? Because I used to learn with them also afterwards. And, and he said, what do you mean, what are you going to do? It's like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said the same thing about Purim now. I saw so a beautiful thing. Everybody's wearing masks and costumes. He says, yeah, but behind that costume, he says, one guy is a clown, one guy is a pirate. Well, you know, one guy's is, and, and behind that mask, behind that mask and behind that physical body that you see is a beautiful Jewish soul. That's, you get to know the person, you get to know that soul, that neshama, and you don't judge what you see. That's something that that yeah. you also get taught after the uh you know that's for sure. So
0: yeah. right, I love that one. It's so too. It's like right, we don't judge a person when they're a pirate or they're a certain sort of costume, and so too in real life, right? And, and off, if someone's angry or someone's frustrated or someone comes off in a in a negative way, that's just our costume beneath them. Is that soul? That that's the message that he
1: said. That's correct. That's, that's, that's the message. That's, and what that's were you asking before, Mayor? So I was gonna. Name?
0: No, so I was asking you what, you know, before you hit up that um that stage, do you still get do you still get nervous or what kind of emotions come up before you you approach a a show or some sort of performance?
1: You know what? I, I the first time, of course, I had a little nerve. Second time a little nerves. I would say after a few shows, um I don't get as nervous. I don't really get nervous. It's one of thank God I really, really Thank Hashem for that. That I don't have any stage fright. Wow! Um, I'm able to walk on. The only thing I'm a little c- careful about is, and I would say I wouldn't say nervous about. I just wanted to go right as sound because I'm so into
0: How making sure
1: that all the elements and all the the mixing and all, everything is done right. That that I am a little bit wary about, but but I'm not nervous to go on at all. Meaning, mm. there's no. I'm very very. Um, very very loose and it's uh but to come down the energy does drive like you said i'm running hot you know what i mean and and, yeah. and the engine runs hot and hot and you're so to speak <laughs> and you're lighting that fire and you're this and to come down afterwards is really really takes hours of of uh of uh you know just hours of just you know relaxation and it takes it takes time and you don't sleep it it it, it uh, and I used to do back to back to back shows all the time I used to go to Europe and I used to have land there and a few hours later do a concert my voice you know was tired and pushed many times I pushed past the 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 brink of tiredness to get it right and it's not so much so healthy to do that it's mm-hmm. it's really as you get older, I, I don't do it anymore as much. I give myself a day of rest in the place, and then I, you know, there is a process to learn your body and learn, learn the emotions, learn the energy, and how to keep healthy and keep balanced. And it's it's uh, it's, it's definitely a learning process. That's for, for sure.
0: Me. Oh, for sure. Before we jump into some other aspects, I really I'm excited to get into throughout your journey, perhaps maybe more in the beginning of it, but I don't know for sure. Were there times Were there, what what? So what's some of the challenges you came up against and was there a time you wanted to give up? And if so, what kept you going?
1: No, that was, there wasn't a time ever that I was given, I, I love music too much. Music is a part of my life too much. Um, it's something that I, uh, it's, it's like, uh, You know, there's Torah and music, and that's that's the lifeblood, you know, within me. There are there was a time where I felt um I shouldn't say depressed because I'm not I'm not that way. Um I felt very sad. There was a time many years ago that I got sick on the airplane and I landed in Israel and I realized that my voice was not right and something was was happening i went to a huge doctor because i had a concert that night and he told me you have laryngitis and he gave me a very a big cortisone shot and nothing was helping and i had to go on stage and apologize um in a whispering voice and again i'll never forget i think it was daddy that came to the concert at the time and relieved me and maybe one other singer but uh, the crowd, the crowd was, you know, they came, they bought tickets, and it's, it was very sad. And I went back on the plane because I sat on the microphone in a whispering voice, I said, Belev ish." I said, takum." I said, "I thought I planned, and the producer of tonight's show planned for so many months for me to be here to sing for you." I said, But, Shemhi takum," meaning, and I feel bad." That you guys are not going to be able to hear me tonight, and I went back on the plane that night, back home, and I had to cancel a bunch of shows that week, and but then I realized that, hey, you know, you, you could be despondent about it. Yeah, you can say, hey, you feel bad that it didn't happen, but at the end of the day, the whole thing is a miracle. The whole, a voice, <laughs> the vibrations of the vocal cords. You know the way they work, and if you study the the intricacies of what's going on, the whole thing's a miracle uh, you Anima Amin ben you i know I know that he's running. and that's that's uh, you know you go through that the process of hey you know so I never wanted to give up though to answer the question no never did and um that was wow. just the one time thank God Baruch Hashem uh, yeah, in you know, horror, that
0: didn't happen again. Wow, wow. Well, I want to pivot now to to your to your your soulmate, Janine, uh, and she's a rock star in her own way. Um, you know, when actually talking about rock stars, if you weren't a rock star in the Jewish world, what rock, kind of rock star would you be?
1: <laughs> that's a, I, that's a good that's a good question, Mayor. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I have to say, I don't know because. Because the mission is so clear to me now in what we're doing that I don't know what I would, you know, I'll never forget I met a big producer from Los I think he was from Los Angeles. He did a lot of songs on very big songs in the uh, in the American world. He was showing me his, uh, his plaques, his Grammys, you know, and he asked me, he said, you know, I heard your voice. Would you want to? would you want to do a song and, and, and try to get into the other market, which is a much bigger play in terms of quantity of people. And I looked at him, I looked at him and I said, uh, it could be millions. It could be hundreds of millions. That's not what I'm in it for. I said, I'm not in it for, for a minute for my people. I'm in it for my mission. I'm in it for, and he's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. He said, you know, cause I'll, I'll able to, I'm able to maybe market you, you know, uh, in a way that you have, you know, when you do a song, even a song, and you want to try out that other world, they they will run your life in a way of telling you how to dress, what shows to do, what interviews you should, and it's, I said, I don't want any part of that nonsense. I said, I want to do my own thing, I want to take holy words, I want to take a great message for my people the way i and it's a different kedusha there's a whole different there's a whole different um focus focus there's different focus different holiness it's a different feel yeah you know and uh it's all about business you know they they, a lot of them it's 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 about business it's about and that's not what we're yes you have to make a living no question you have to make a living but that's not your mission that's not your mission you know Yeah. But my soulmate, do you want to talk? So about go back. Me? So go back yeah. to the
0: other to rock star. On your, yeah. So Janine, before before anything, before you 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 were the short kid that we know today, and before the the, uh, the children's center, of course, special children's center. What was about her that that you connected with? That you're like, yo, this is the mother of my children, and I want to build a life with her. And did you also tell her that you wanted to be a singer? Was that something that you were telling telling? No, telling you know, it's kids?
1: funny. She she didn't even know. Till I sang Mehera at the wedding, really, that I can sing. I never even mentioned it as a, you know, I, maybe I mentioned it in passing, like when we talking about a band or a DJ, and I'm like, ah, shit this, I wanna have a band there because I wanna do a song. She goes, what do you mean, do a song? I said, nah, but, you know, meanwhile, I was doing the new song that I was doing on the album, Calling <laughs> So Awesome, at my wedding. And, you know, she, first of all, when I was
0: going out,
1: with her at the beginning.
0: How old were you at that time? And were you already singing professionally?
1: No, no. I, my Rebbe told me not to do it till I got married professionally. Okay. And, uh, that was part of the greatest advice I told you, like I told you before, that's one of the great ones that I took, that I took Mm -hmm. from him till I get settled till uh till i find it that the right but back time. then
0: being a, a professional singer in the jewish world wasn't that i mean you had a couple of the greats right. but so like when you were, were, i mean people ask you about pranosa father-in-law perhaps were you just saying yes i want to be a singer did you have some a backup plan like how did that come up a conversation
1: you know it's funny the, the, the plan even my mother at age 18 and 19 she's like why don't you go to college you have to go to college you have to take courses you have to I said, ma, the truth is, college is not for me. I'm not, you know, it's not, it's just, I want to learn Torah and I want to do music. She says, yeah, but music is not something that you really, can, conf- you know, very few people can can make a living. You know, I said, you're right, but uh, I'm hanging my hat on it. And, yeah. she, and years later, <laughs> I'll never forget one of my first concerts was in, in Brooklyn College. I'm like, ma, you know, I made it to college. You know, music, music in college, I can do, but, but not the other way. But, um, but with Janine, she, when I was going out with her and she, she was saying, you know, uh, I have to deal with my children. I have to deal with, I said, what do you mean my children? I said, what are you talking about? My kids. She said, I got to go to my kids. I got to feed my kids. And I'm like, what kids? Is there something I don't know about? Yeah. And she's like, um, no, no, no. My special kids my special kids, she used to drive with her car and, and bring them one by one to this little apartment that they rented her and her friend, you know, uh, 16 years old. And they're thinking about special children and how to help them. They get home at one o'clock in the afternoon from school and they have, they wreak chaos in the house. And there's so many other siblings that don't get the attention. And these girls come and my wife from deal, she's 16 years old. She has everything she needs and doesn't need to, to, to go out and work. She comes from a family that that, you know, supported her. She had everything she wanted. She could have found her hours at the mall. And she says, no, I want to go out. I want to sleep in a house and understand the needs of my people. And she went out and. She and her and her friend slept in the house for two weeks and understood the, the pain and the, um, and the support that's needed you know, for the marriage of the couple and the other siblings. And they decided to rent an apartment with their own money and, and start uh, a place called the Special Children's Center where they bring the kids, they feed them, they give them, they give them extra therapy, they give them uh, most of all the love the attention and it, it turned out to be three children and then 10 and then 15 and 25. And now it's, they're, they're servicing a thousand families. Wow. And it's, uh, it's something that's, um, <laughs> it turned into something huge, but again, they give their, they gave their life and they still to this day, her and her friend, Mrs. Bender give their lives to the special children. They had parents today. I'd say even today. Yes, today, lunchtime. She called me after the meeting. I was in the studio. And she was basically crying, talking about a couple that's thanking them. They moved their whole life from another place. They bought a house just to be next to the center because how much suffering they were having before they... You know, the center is more of also a support group. It's a community. It's a community. It's not just... Drop them off and it, no, it's, 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 they want you there. The, 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 these girls, the, till today, they never took their eye off the ball. I want to love the child first and we'll ask questions later. Nasev and And that's, you don't find that. You don't find that the love and the unconditional love and to do whatever it takes to help that child and not ask any questions about finances, you don't find that. And I realized then and there that this is somebody who's above and beyond special, um, you know, and, and we took it to, uh, you know, just, I, I want to be a part. I told her one day, I, I think it was after we got married, I said, you know, I still tell her to this day, I want to grab on your coattails in Alam Haba after 120 years when Hashem will ask me the question, you know, what did you do for my children? And I could say I was a part of something unique, and to lift up the spirits of the really the broken and also the, I shouldn't say the downtrodden because they're, they're handpicked. You know, some of them are, are unfortunately in the last 10 years, mayor, we've seen a lot of special children being born to first year, you know, parents where they didn't used to be like that. So it's very, very difficult for the first year, uh, first, first child, mm. you know, uh, newly married couple to understand you know and then and then the center just taking taking the responsibility and uh and and walking them through the life of what it is to have of course their lives change but then again it becomes you know once you know that there's a family by your side and there's a family that's going to support you and it takes months and months of course and sometimes years but it's uh they changed people uh <laughs> they changed and it changed the world of special ed. I can say that. It changed the special ed world. There's no question about it.
0: Wow, that's, that's amazing. I mean, so it's a no-brainer when you came across uh, Janine and she was sharing with what she was up to before you were even married, before the center, but just uh, the sampling of what was to come. You know, she was a keeper.
1: And then, and, then, and then to realize the connection, Mayor, of the special child's holy neshamah with music and how I can fill the role of Of singing their song Meaning singing their song Within their own You know, big gedolim came to the center Mayor, I would say the last Godel That came there was Rav Shimon Gale I don't know if you've heard of him But he, he, a huge Godel That Rav Kanievsky is his go-to I was there when Rav Chaim Kanievsky Called him to come over I mean, that's how big He has no time And he came to America And I uh, I'm very close to him to this day. And I asked him to come give, give you know, blessings, brachas, to the children. And he says, God, he told him, he so please, it's going to be only 15 minutes. And then he has to leave. I said, of course, I'll never forget it. This is uh, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. He came, he came and he, uh, the God he looked at his clock when he came in. I said, 15 minutes. I said, okay, whenever he's ready to leave. 15 minutes goes by and I'm singing and another 15 minutes and another 15. He's there for an hour and a half and he grabs the mic from me and starts singing for the children. And an hour and a half later, after he leaves, he tells me on the way out, he tells me, in Hebrew, he says, you don't know what Kedusha is in this place. You have no idea. I didn't even want to leave, and I, um, I don't even want to leave right now. I want to stay here. I just want to stay here because I, I feel the holy shamas, and I want to tell you something. He said, whoever has any connection, you could say it in my name, whoever has any connection with this center and what they're doing for these children and what type of children are here and the staff and the whole vibe and the spiritual you know, uh, sparks that are going on here, he said has a ticket in the next world straight there is no and he told me that and he for an hour and a half for him to stay there i don't know it's just i knew that before but that's a reconfirmation you know of what type of uh wow. you know what type it's of kinda, world is going on
0: there that's for sure tremendous wow wow that's incredible so i mean i mean yeah. may Janine have, and, and her, and her partner and anybody involved to have continued success in that. Cause that's, that's, yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's truly amazing. How, um, yeah, how people could show up in so many, so many ways to help the other. So, so let's, uh, let's start bringing this to, a. I mean, I really appreciate the time you've given to this uh, podcast. And sure. So as, as we come to a close, I wonder if, if someone is, you know, listening in right now and, they are you know want to go after something after a dream what what kind of advice would you say what would you give them um as chizuk as strength to to go after that
1: i would say you can be anything you want to be when you put your mind to it you know you can be stronger you can be braver just like the center song you can be anything you want to be the the um the confidence that it, you know, the reason why I did that song, Mayor, is because I realized just this exact question that you asked me. How many kids are gifted in many different ways, not only in the music, in many different ways. But the only ingredient that they're missing is the confidence of that they really, really are great within themselves. And when I started doing the song, I Can Be, and I got it from the center because... I was walking into the building and I saw a little girl. I'll never forget the image of her. Her and her her therapist um, is trying to tell this girl with knee braces and metal braces on her legs and trying to get her to walk and she's telling her you can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. And as she's as she's being more positive and telling her she can do it, you can see the girl pushing through the pain of trying to move her feet. And I realized then and there that just even positive words can actually bring about, you know, physical past, the physical limitations, so to speak, on every type of level. And that was the inspiration for the song I Can Be. And to realize that and whenever I sang it all over the world, I've been hearing stories till today about children that, as they sing it, they feel, "Hey, I could be anything. I am a hero. I really can do this. Whatever I turn to, I want to. I want to be a great writer. I want to be a great. Uh, I don't know. I want to be a great learner. I want to be whatever. Whatever you do, you you can be great if you just feel that way and you have the and it's very difficult for some kids, mayor, because you don't know the background, and you don't know the parents, and you don't know the the. Sometimes you can't judge them. It's a broken home. It's a situation where it's a tough school teacher. It's a tough situation. There's no money or whatever. Whatever this. So many different stories. To feel that you really can be anything is is you gotta you gotta keep talking that that message into yourself and with a song and that's why i did the song because the song you can keep singing that i can be stronger i can be braver i can be i can be anything anything i want to be oh anything i want to be i have the power i have the courage i am a hero everything i need is inside and everything i need is inside of me and keep keep you know harping on that message and understanding and so many kids have really turned to the song and really changed their their view on their own life Mm. and you realize right then and there that hey if you're listening to this podcast right now and you you have a dream I'm telling you right now I was that boy I was that boy at 16 17 years old singing in yeshiva and understanding that this is what I want to do and so many people's telling me Your name is not the name you should use. And maybe, and maybe you should use another name and 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 establish people telling you certain things. And I say, you know what? I'm gonna fulfill my dream. I'm gonna go into it and I'm gonna, with Hashem's help, with the right advice, with the right friendships and the right priorities and the right balance, I'm gonna try to walk this journey and really try to fulfill. You know, my mission and understand that there's there's, you know, within me. And and nobody can stop you, by the way. And by the way, the difference is, and you give a sports analogy, Mayor. Yes, sir. The difference between a shooter that shoots a higher percentage is sometimes all mental. The stroke, the stroke is there, but I believe every shot's going in. And when it doesn't go in, I'm surprised. And somebody might tell you, hey, isn't that Gaiva? No. No, Ramosha Feinstein knew that he was the greatest in the generation. Moshe Rabbeinu knew he was the greatest. At the same time, they knew that the greatness is not because of themselves, is because Hashem gave them that. That's, that's humility. But don't confuse that. Somebody listening to this podcast right now, don't confuse that with Gaiva, because the confidence within yourself, as Hashem wants you to have that confidence, of course another and humility is to understand that it's not you that it comes from him but at the same time you are great you are a hero you have everything within yourself mm. to lift up to lift up your spirits and to fulfill your dream
0: beautifully said and i think it resonates with the with the youth but also i think any adult listening too kid at kid at heart could could resonate with the message of the song and what you're sharing here that it's never too late to, to pursue the dream, to take something new on, to grow as a person, as an individual, and, and to share the gift that you've been given, no matter what age you find yourself in. The, um, so this is the Great Day Podcast, Jakob Schwecki So I got to ask you, what is a great day for you? Hmm.
1: A great day is a great day like today, when I go sing a song in the studio, and it talks about, it talks about that life is a journey and I don't make the order. I don't make the organization. Hashem just walks you through. And I sing a song in English today in the studio talking about how, you know, you got to reach deep within it's the scars that make you who you are. And it's those, those type of, I'm sorry, here goes the ding at the end, but the, it's a song. It's, it's, so rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson told me something. He didn't tell it to me. He said it in a class. He said a beautiful, a beautiful line that I love. He said, mm. what is love? He said, what is love? And I think he said it in the name of some other rabbi that I forget now, but he said, what is love? Love is to find the song that's playing in someone else's heart and sing it to them when they have forgotten it. And <sighs> that, that to me is a powerful Um, lesson that everybody has a song. Sometimes you forget how to sing it. Sometimes you forget the tune. Sometimes you forget the lyrics because we're human and life's journey takes us, you know, many different paths and sometimes very challenging paths. But if I have a good day like today and I'm able to sing and I'm able to use the gift that God gave me, and enjoy it tremendously and understand that this song that I sang today is going to move so many different, you know, people to so many different emotions and change. And even within myself to just sing from the soul and understand that that's what, you know, that's what the mission is. It's, it's a day that I can go to sleep and say, hey, you know, uh, thank you, Hashem, for giving me another day. You know, remember that song, Mary, that I did, I Am Alive. That's, that's what it was all about. It's, sure. it's, it's, it's it, every single day of life, I'm breathing, I'm singing. Is something that is, if you believe that that's the greatest gift in the world, hey, you know, uh, that, that was, you should know that the, the song came about through my brother-in-law, you know, at Kiddush time, right after Kiddush, every single weekend, Shabbos, for years, and he's still doing it. How many days since Rosh Hashanah it has been that we have to thank Hashem for? And he goes around for each kid. What do you have to thank Hashem for? How many days do you have to thank Hashem for? And what do you, and you you go into this? And now I I, I did hear others were to the thank you Hashem, and this it's a beautiful thing, because this is what that's a good day. You 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 were able to breathe. You were able to sing. You were able to thank. You were able to pray. There's no better there's no better day in a in, in life, that's for sure. I nice. am alive.
0: I am alive, tremendous. Other on, on certain days, do you listen to your own songs to give you a lift you up? No question. Yeah. There's no Love
1: question. It. Sometimes I turn to an older song. The other day I have this. Uh, oh, where is it? Oh, it's here for, for so many. Uh we just moved it because we just did a video shoot, which by the way, I'm gonna say on the podcast in the studio, we did a we did a video shoot because through COVID and through the challenge of the virus, so many, every single day, getting so many requests for videos of, of kids that didn't have bar mitzvahs the way they should have and the way they planned with the family member in the hall. And I decided to do a brand new song, um, which I did at my friend's son's bar mitzvah. I would say it's a month, month and a half ago, but we decided to dedicate it and we asked people to send us through an email address, all their videos of the Bar Mitzvah boys singing, you know, even at their COVID, so to speak, Bar Mitzvahs. And we're gonna, we're editing it now and putting out a video with this brand new Hamal Hagoyel. So I had this cassette, this little cassette shamati from the first album. Where is it? Oh, here it is. And it's on my desk to remind me right here. It's an, on my desk to remind me that um you know what was the first album and how many years we have to go back and thank Hashem for Wow, you know for so many albums that have come out since then and that's
0: that's huge that's Yako, Yako thanks so much I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your journey with us and your insights where can people find you uh if they want to connect with you and and hear your music and and reach out
1: Well, first of all, the the regular platforms that we're on, we're on YouTube, we're on Apple Music, we're on uh, Spotify and all the streaming services, that's for sure. Um, I have a website that just keeps people in touch. We have a 212-Schwecky number. So all these, uh, all these, but the main thing is if people want to go to the regular platforms, YouTube and Apple and this that people have on their phones and and so many different, uh, you know. Obviously, today, it's not so much cassette and CD anymore. Um, so you can find me, S-H-W-E-K-E-Y, Yaakov, Y-A-A-K-O-V. So
0: Wonderful. that's what it is. Yaakov, yeah, keep the fire alive. Thank you so, so much.
1: Keep lighting that fire. Mayor, thank you for your time. And you are uh, a talented interviewer. You got You got it. <laughs> good <laughs> questions, Mayor. Thank you. Keep, keep inspiring you as well. Appreciate, appreciate everything. Thank you. Enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode with Yakov Shwecky. Thank you. Thank you, Yakov, for making the time and jumping on the podcast. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Streitz Matzah. They are the America's last owned matzah bakery. And of course, you can find all their amazing products, including matzah, at www.streitzmatzah.com. You can use the code Mayor K for 10% off your order. So be sure to check that out. As well. Thank you so much. And of course, to you, the listener, want to wish you a fantastic, great day ahead. Stay positive, be happy. I'm Mayor Kay, and have a great day.